Hey everyone, this is Jason Shepard, and you're listening to the Instrument Pilot Podcast by M0A.com, where a good pilot is always learning. Hey guys, Jason here. Welcome into the Instrument Pilot Podcast, episode number one. What to expect on your IFR checkride? This podcast, this episode, of course, brought to you by Pass Your Instrument Pilot Checkride, one of our best-selling uh, books, part of our Pass Your Checkride series. It's available as ebook, paperback, and an audiobook as well, where I read the checkride questions, pause for a second, let you think about the best answer in your head, and then I give you that best answer. Of course, all questions in that book came from actual FAA checkrides. You can learn more about that and grab your copy at m0a.com, m-z-e-r-o-a.com. What should we expect on our instrument pilot checkride? You've heard people say, oh, listen, it is going to be your most difficult checkride to date. And I'll tell you, they're probably right. Um, in the sense that if you're only going to do private instrument, maybe even commercial, out of those three, it's most certainly going to be your most difficult checkride. It was my second most difficult checkride, only second to my CF I checkride, which of course allows me to then teach instrument. It is a difficult checkride. Uh, I'm not saying it makes your private pilot look like a walk in a park. All checkrides are difficult, no doubt. But this one is certainly a little bit more challenging. And here's why it's more challenging. In, at the private pilot level, I am just trying to demonstrate that I can safely operate this airplane, that I'm not going to cause hazard to person or property on the ground, that I can fly with passengers, that I can make smart decisions. Instrument pilot is now, can I fly the airplane when everything hits the fan? And that's the kind of competency you need to be able to display. You know, think worst case scenario. If you're going up and you're preparing for your instrument pilot check ride in your beautiful G1000 aircraft and you're just shooting GPS approaches with the autopilot on all day, you're going to be in for a very rude awakening come check ride day. Because the last thing he or she, that checkride examiner, is going to ask you to do is go, oh, wow, let's see how good this airplane can shoot this approach. Show me how to do it on the autopilot. In fact, they might want to see that you know how to use the autopilot. They might let you get configured for the approach and set up on the approach and load the approach using the autopilot, but they're going to turn it off. They might want to see you know how to use it, but if the autopilot is a crutch for you, you're in for a rude awakening on your instrument pilot checkride. I want you to think like partial panel, VOR approach, no autopilot type stuff. I lost my vacuum system, and now I only, I'm only able to shoot a VOR approach. I mean, tough, tough situations to find yourself in. Localizer back course, partial panel type stuff. Time turns, vacuum system failure, and by the way, I'm in a hold now kind of things. Make it a worst case scenario, okay? 
it's going to make your instrument pilot check ride so much easier because it is going to be like a worst case scenario type thing. None of this autopilot type stuff. Keep in mind too, a lot of times we get so engrossed when preparing and studying to be an instrument pilot that we focus so much on approaches that we forget the basics, the steep turns, the slow flight, the stalls. And that's part of the PTS, now ACS, and can be done. He could throw you, he or she could throw you under the hood and say, I want to see steep turn, slow flight, and stalls. And here you are, the last steep turn, slow flight, and stall you did was on your private pilot check ride, let alone under the hood, because you've been focusing on instrument approaches. And yes, instrument approaches will make up 85% of your IFR check ride. But maneuvers are going to be in there as well. Don't neglect them. Don't forget about them. Could really be a feather in your cap if other areas are sloppy and you can really nail some steep turn slow flight stalls under the hood. Don't be alarmed if on your instrument pilot check ride, the moment you take off, you get thrown underneath the hood. Be ready for that sort of stuff because the majority of that check ride is gonna be under the hood. Any instrument check ride I've had a student go up for and done myself, it's usually wheels up 500 feet and passing over the foggles. He's taking the flight controls because from 500 feet on, I'm under those foggles and they don't come off again until the test is over and I'm finally making that last landing and not going missed and, and into a hold or anything else like that. So be ready for that as well. Here are my, uh, my top three tips regarding your instrument pilot check ride. And they're really, do I, do I say they're in order of importance? They're, they're certainly close. And let's just say, let's say they're in order of importance because they're all so valuable. But number one is this, it's to know your personal minimums. And I don't mean just, oh yeah, you know, I'm not gonna go fly, you know, if the weather's bad, that sort of stuff. I always teach to have hard set personal minimum numbers. My online ground school members know what I'm talking about. I will not go flying if the clouds are lower than blank. Notice I said clouds. I didn't say scattered, few, overcast, broken. I said clouds. If there are clouds and they are lower than this altitude, I'm just not going flying. I will not go flying. If the visibility is less than, fill in the blank with a number. I will not go flying if the wind is greater than, again, fill in that number, that number that works for you. You need to have these hard set personal minimum numbers because when I say, that I will not go flying if the visibility is less than six, and I pull up the METAR, and it says visibility five, either at my destination or my point of departure, I'm not going flying. The decision has been made for me. The METAR did it, and I just followed my hard set personal minimum numbers. March into your check ride knowing these numbers. I hope and pray that you don't go in there and go, oh, I'm an instrument pilot, so I guess whatever the approach minimums are, those are my minimums. I, I pray that that is not your answer. 
That is a quick way to get a letter of discontinuance and have that examiner say, see you again next week. Come back with a better answer and try it again. Guys, as a 9,000 hour airline transport pilot, uh, CFII myself, my personal minimums in my 172 aren't even the approach minimums. Because in my Cessna 172, where I do 99% of my flying, I don't have an autopilot. I don't have an IFR approved uh, GPS. I'm very limited in my avionics suite. Now one day we'll make that upgrade, but still my personal minimums aren't gonna be the approach minimums because I, I don't register on the fun meter blazing down to minimums in general aviation aircraft. It's not my idea of fun. Have I done it before in my younger and dumber days? Sure. But I'm an old married man. We have a daughter now. We have a family. I have responsibilities. Back then I was just some high school, soon to be college kid. Um, Different silly phases of life, I guess we go through, but certainly I just don't, I just don't blaze down to minimums anymore. It's just not what I do for fun. And I encourage you and challenge you to set a little bit on the higher side with your personal minimums, knowing that you can make those fluctuations if you see fit. Here's my second tip. Get comfy with your iPad, your charts, however you mount your plates, keep it the same way. Let me clear the air with this. I I fly with an iPad. I also fly with backup charts. And here's what I want you to do. I don't care which iPad you buy. I don't care which app you use. I, for the most part, don't care how you mount it in the cockpit as long as you don't mount it like right on the windshield where it's you're really flying IFR just because you can't see forward, even on a VFR day. And I've seen people do it before. I don't care about that stuff. What I care is you find a system that works for you and you master it. If you like ForeFlight, if you like iFlight Planner, if you like FlyQ Garmin Pilot, great. Pick one and stick with it. Become a master of it. Get in their discussion forums. You know, stay up to date when new updates come out on their email list. Find a way to mount that iPad in the cockpit that works for you and stick with it. Because the last thing I want you doing is fumbling around on your check ride trying to figure this iPad thing out. That's certainly no way to do it. Find a system that works for you regarding your approach plates, whether it be just paper or you want to add some technology in there and master it. Become a master of that system. Third and final tip is practice and everything hit the fan type approach. This will make your test so much easier. And it's funny, I am um, a student of mine going for an instrument pilot check ride, and I always teach well beyond the test. My students are, are over prepared. There's a reason, you know, I personally have 100% pass rate on our, my check rides and our online ground school has a 99% pass rate. There's a reason for that. It's not by accident. Not We didn't get lucky. We tend to over prepare. And I had, this has happened both, both times. I've had a, a physical student. And I've had an online ground school student. This happened too as well. 
Um, I'll share about the physical student first. He went into his IFR checkride pass with flying colors. And I asked him how it was, and he was genuinely upset with me. It's different when you come and say, man, Jason, that test was easy. You really, you really prepared me for that thing. You really went above and beyond. The test was, the test was easy, man. That's great. That, that's the reaction I want to hear. This gentleman was actually upset with me. He goes, Jason, you, 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 you worked me too hard. You overprepared me. This thing was a breeze. I don't know why you stressed out about this thing. You, you made it way too hard on me because this test was easy. And I, I sat there thinking he was halfway joking, but he never returned my phone calls to, you know, keep flying, work on commercials, stay proficient, learn a little bit more beyond the test. Later to find out, he was genuinely upset that I trained him too hard and that the, the test was, was way too easy, he said. But did he ever sit back and think that maybe that test was so easy because I worked him so hard? I had an online ground school member. The same kind of thing happened. Said, Jason, listen, I've watched all your online ground school videos. I've participated in every single webinar and went to take the check ride. And listen, it was nothing I didn't know. It was, it was, it was pretty easy. Same kind of thing. They were upset. They said, really? I almost feel like there was too much, you know, stuff going. You, you taught me too much, Jason. And, and although they were upset about that, I took that as a compliment um, in that regard. I know I can ramble, I know I teach through stories a lot, but hopefully there's some nuggets in there that save your butt on your check ride, and more importantly, save your butt when it comes to real world flying. So I'll take that criticism of over-preparing my students, both my online ground school students uh, and some of my physical students. It's uh, uh, par for the course. Uh, I guess you could say. Hope you guys enjoyed this first edition of the Instrument Pilot Podcast. This is going to be something regular we're doing along with our companion, the Private Pilot Podcast, Commercial Pilot Podcast, and the CFI Podcast. If any of those interest you, you can check those out as well as we're still doing flight train radio, coffee break flight instruction, and inspire aviation. Learn more about these great podcasts. Just search M0A in the iTunes store or better yet, Visit m0a.com to see our great videos, which reached 2.4 million views in 2014 alone, 10 of our best-selling books, and check out our number one rated online ground school for private and instrument pilot. I encourage you to check that out. I challenge you to check that out. Enjoy the rest of your day, guys, and most importantly, remember, but a good pilot is always learning. Have a great day, guys. See you.